0: Thanks for tuning in. I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch Podcast. In this episode, big left-wing influencers spend tens of millions of dollars pushing ballot measures that went down to defeat based on provisional returns. The United Auto Workers hire non-union contractors to build their embattled former president a lakefront cabin. And a liberal actress breaks with the Women's March over its ties to bigoted anti-Semitic Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. As votes continue to trickle in across the nation in the midterm general elections, we can say with confidence that a number of big-time liberal influencers lit scads of money on fire, pushing controversial ballot measures rejected by the public. Tom Steyer, through his Next Gen Climate Action Political Action Committee, spent $22.25 million, plus another $200,000 or so in in in-kind support, pushing a measure known as Proposition 127 to raise Arizona's required renewable, Read, whatever environmentalists are okay with, at least until it becomes independently financially viable. See, natural gas, which was a green-backed, lower-pollution bridge fuel, until, suspiciously, hydraulic fracturing made it economical to recover on a major scale. Energy percentage to 50% by 2030. For good measure, another Steyr-backed environmentalist group, the League of Conservation Voters, chipped in an additional million dollars. As at press time, Proposition 127 was losing by a margin of approximately 70-30. The AIDS Healthcare Foundation, a California-based organization which grew by and collects federal funds through Medicare for providing health services to poor Angelenos suffering from HIV and related conditions, spent over $22 million to push a California measure known as Proposition 10, which would have expanded rent control, a particularly bad idea given the state's housing affordability crisis, given that almost all economists can agree that rent controls reduce the quantity and quality of housing. Three labor unions, the California Teachers Association, California Nurses Association, and American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, AFSCME, Local 3299, chipped in a combined million dollars or so. One might joke they've never seen a bad economic idea they didn't like. A union-backed advocacy group, Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment, also pushed the measure. But even the liberal California electorate saw pass the scheme. As of press time, it has been defeated by roughly 20 points. Massachusetts labor unions, specifically the Massachusetts Nurses Association, with support from the California Nurses Association and the American Federation of Teachers, spent over $10 million pushing a ballot measure which would have dictated patient-nurse staffing levels at hospitals in the Bay State. This is a common tactic by health industry unions. They threaten or threaten to push or push a ballot measure which would make administering hospitals extremely difficult or expensive and use the danger that the public— which doesn't fully comprehend the implications of the measure, that they will pass it. And the unions used this pressure to force policymakers, usually less left-wing Democratic legislators and centrist-leaning governors in Democratic states, to give in to union demands. With the urging of the Massachusetts press, including the liberal Boston Globe, voters rejected the measure, as a press time by over 40 points. The Service Employees International Union Hospital Workers Local in California, United Healthcare Workers West, spent $17 million on a similar tactic, backing a measure which would have limited payments for dialysis treatments in California. That measure, too, failed. And our second item, the United Auto Workers Union, has egg on its face after it emerged that the union had hired non-union contracting firms to conduct work on a cabin the union is building at its Walter and May Reuther UAW Family Education Center on Michigan's Black Lake. The union-owned cabin at the union-owned resort, also home to the union-owned Black Lake Golf Course, which became a symbol of the UAW's fiscal distress and membership decline in the 2000s, is a perk that the UAW grants to its former presidents, and Dennis Williams, who was replaced by Gary Jones this summer, is ready to kick back. problem for Williams is that the UAW he led is under federal investigation for a massive kickback scheme between the Union and Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, FCA, during the most recent round of contract negotiations. Senior UAW officials allegedly took million and a half dollars in bribes from an FCA executive while the union denies that that compromised collective bargaining, the Justice Department has continued to investigate. Williams himself was named in the plea bargain testimony by a former UAW official, who alleged that Williams had directed the diversion of certain funds from union training centers to cover union expenses. As of of press time, Williams has not been charged. But while it remains to be seen what will come of the wide-ranging federal investigation into corruption in the United Auto Workers, what is clear is that union solidarity ends at the bottom line. The union's bottom line and the light item involves giving kudos to a liberal Hollywood actress. You heard that right. Television actress Alyssa Milano, who has made headlines recently leading get-out-the-vote efforts for liberal candidates like Texas Democratic Senate candidate Robert Francis O'Rourke, told LGBT community newspaper The Advocate that she would not speak at future women's marches due to some of the march's leaders' close ties to Louis Farrakhan, leader of the extremist group Nation of Islam. To get an idea of why Milano, who has spoken at women's marches in the past, might want to disassociate from the group, Recall that in February of this year, Women's March Incorporated co-president and Women's March co-organizer Tamika Mallory attended a Chicago speech given by Farrakhan, during which he took numerous derogatory swipes at Jewish people. Farrakhan, echoing ancient and modern anti-Semitic tropes, denounced the quote, Jewish-controlled media, called Jews, quote, children of the devil and members of, quote, the synagogue of Satan. He blamed Jews for, quote, degenerate behavior in Hollywood. As a result of These and other extremist and bigoted statements, uh, Milano said she would not speak at future women's marches if the organization is still led by Mallory and her colleague Linda Sarser, who has also associated with Farrakhan. And it must be said, especially in light of the recent neo-Nazi attack on a Pittsburgh synagogue, it is critical that figures on both the left and the right oppose anti-Semitism wherever it appears. Credit to Milano for putting what's right before what was politically convenient. That's our show for this week. If you're listening to this on YouTube, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you have subscribed, thank you, and please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.